everybody, Mark Myra and Shane Allen here. It's the Interlude Podcast. Shane, hello. Hello, Mark Myra. How uh, are you? No, great. We got a lot of news stories to get to. That's what you people want, right? Bunch we of news some, stories. Some juicy Rochester news for you. We got, uh, you want a little tease? Oh, tease me. We got a Rochester staple getting shut down because it's disgusting. We also have a, a killer on the loose. <laughs> Is that for real? <laughs> yeah, and we also have uh, my hot takes about a little place called Wegmans. Oh, boy. <laughs> Never heard of it. Um, then also, uh, I got something from Webster about a teacher whose life was ruined. And uh, what's going on, rg and &E? It's our new uh, segment. Love it. What's going on, rg and &E? mm -hmm. Um, How was opening for that Greek dude? Oh, dude, it was bizarre. Um, the SNL kid. Well, yeah. boy, I'm sorry. Little baby boy. Andrew Desmukes. He is hilarious. Like, he's really genuinely, like, one of the funniest comics I've ever worked with. Um, he. It's going to be weird seeing him on Saturday Night Live with Shane Gillis this weekend. Yeah. Very weird. I tried to, like, not fanboy out a lot because... I've watched every SNL episode since I was like a child and I didn't want to come across like that. So I was like, oh, you know, I was more of a mad TV guy, you know? Yeah. Like if you were Will Sasso, <laughs> I'd be freaking out right now, but whatever. Um, he, his feature is his wife or his soon to be wife, his fiance. So I was just third wheeling in the green room. With oh them. boy. Yeah, but they're like they've been together for like seven years, so that's not like they were like making out in front of me. They were just like planning dinners in front of me, and I was like, yeah. "This is this checks out." Um, it was good. I mean, he we only had one show that really sold out, which I was surprised by. Um, and my parents came out. That's the one they came out to, which was good. They came out to the one that was at capacity, and my dad got hammered drunk. Nice. <clears throat> And he was that guy in the audience. And you know what I'm talking about, Mark. Um, but for people that don't know, that guy is the one that just won't shut the fuck up in the audience. My dad was like screaming out like, one more joke. You? Mama. No, not at me. Not at no. me. <laughs> at the actual headlining guy from Saturday Night Live. Um, and then like they, that was the early show. And they got to turn the room over quickly because we have a late show. And my parents are like refusing to leave. They were, my dad was like being like mayor of comedy at the Carlson, and, like giving handshakes to everyone. Like, oh, that was my boy. Oh boy. Oh, that was my boy. <laughs> and so I like, I saw this happening from the weird peephole from the green room. And I go out there. I'm just like, listen, you guys gotta go. We have another show. And then I walked away. And I guess there was, the security had to get involved. Holy so, like, shit. once again, my parents giving me a great invitation <laughs> at the grass. What uh, the hell is happening? Wild, dude. Wild. I can't believe how a bunch of cucks SNL are. Good gravy, Miss Daisy. That is 
man, Shane Gill's really how did he adopt with his big fat white dick? Good I saw God. I, that was the only SNL question I asked him in the back. All I said was like, so Shane Gillis, huh? That's gonna be <laughs> that's gonna be a thing, huh? And he's like, Yeah, it's just gonna be like a news cycle. Everybody on the cast is cool with him. And I was like, everybody on the cast? Even Bowie Yang? Bojob? Bo- Blowjob Yang? Bowie Job is <laughs> cool with Shane Gillis. Are you sure? <laughs> okay. Um, but his his fiance said kind of something different, which was like they they didn't know about it. I guess like the even the the cast and the writers, they don't know who it's gonna be. It's a surprise to them too. Good so, business model. Yeah. During the episode where the uh the lady from the bear was on, yeah, her name. But they said that they were all in the back and that the Shane Gillis card came up and everybody was like, are we getting pranked? Like, is this, is this only being played in this green room in the back? Oh no, this is really happening. And like, there's a lot of black writers and they're like, holy shit. (laughs) And the lady from the bear was like, they're doing this shit on black history month. This is wild. Wait, does Shane Gill's not like black people? I've never heard that. No, he's just, but he's just, He's, He's just, just like the whitest person Asian ever. People? I don't know. I don't follow the Gill man, but um, it should be interesting. I, you know, people are like, oh, it's like when Norm MacDonald got fired. And it's like, it's not like that at all. Norm MacDonald <laughs> was on the show, got fired and came back. Shane Gillis was never on the show. He got unhired because he was using, he was saying <laughs> racist shit on a podcast. Norm MacDonald said racist shit too, but. No, it should be weird, man. I'm, I'm, I asked them, I was like, how many, how many times are they going to let him say retard on the show? Yeah. Is it three? (laughs) It's got to be three. Well, they're capping it three. He's saying it, dude. He's saying retard on live TV. (laughs) There's no way he's not. Um, I, I mean, the, the, the thing is, I enjoy him. He's very funny. It probably will be the only SNL I watch. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I yeah, I, I dig him. I, I try not to watch him because I feel like, not that we would write the same stuff. He's much much funnier than anything I could ever write. But we both just kind of look like fat white guys, and I try to avoid watching anybody that kind of looks like me because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, we could have some similar train of thoughts here. Um, <clears throat> I I have a. Uh... I got. I had a panic attack over a national story that I saw from two years ago, and we'll probably talk about that on the Patreon side of the episode. Patreon.com/slash Interloop Podcast. Four bucks a month, you get longer podcasts. But uh, should we get to the news? News time. The news you could lose. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do it. I'm just letting the theme play out a little bit here. You know, let the anticipation build, Mark. I think the last time you and I had coffee together, it was at a little place called Spot Coffee. I believe it was per your recommendation. You said, let's go get some coffee with this radio bigwig. And we oh, yeah. What came of that? Absolutely nothing. I six, will... o- six other people got hired 
in between then and none of them are me. Shane and I one went, of them is Dino. <laughs> Shane and I went to coffee, went to spot coffee with a guy that is in charge of basically the entire like New York other than New York City. He's in charge of that. And he's and he wanted to have coffee with you. And there was lots of talking about good stuff that me and you could do, Shane, together. I don't know what you did, but man, he never called you back, did he? Yep. <laughs> I, I tried. Him a, I shot him a text once, and that was it. Come on, Tiz. Come on. Yeah, what are you going to do? Anyway, so uh, I'm glad you took us over to Spot Coffee because uh, it has been shut down. Shut down. Spot Coffee on East Avenue had a notice posted on their door this week. Health inspector found several violations, several Mark, would you like to hear some of them? Yeah, hit me. Critical violation of having food from unapproved sources. Ooh, <laughs> unapproved. Coyote meat. That's coyote meat. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck does the that coyote mean? meat buffalo panini? So <laughs> good. Yeah. Uh, they had food contact surfaces that were not washed, rinsed, mm. and sanitized after each use following any time of contamination. The food was not protected during storage, preparation, display, transportation, and service. They also, and this is probably a big one, pest control services uh, had some had some pest issues. Mark. Yeah, a lot of I heard a lot of mouse poop scattered about. Yes, Mark. They should do a collab with uh, Balsam. This I I. Th- a lot of restaurants in the area get hit with these violations, but we're really focusing on spot coffee. And this is my theory on it. Channel 10 is directly across the street from them. Mm. You know, the breedster loves himself some spot coffee. Berkeley Breen of Channel 10. You know, he's done a newscast with mouse poop stuck between his teeth because of spot coffee. That's why this is getting so much. Uh, um, it's being talked about so much is because channel 10 is pissed that they've been drinking rat piss for the oh. last three years at spot coffee. It's also, they're just probably fucking lazy. That is like looking through like, you know, cause they release like the list. Don't they have like all these places yeah. that get hit with these violations. And it's like, Oh, there's one across the street. All right. Pick up your camera, Steve. <laughs> That'd be great. Send, send Burke over there. If channel 10, just like, they got really bad and they were just like, what's with this pothole in front of our station? <laughs> what good. will we do about it? A new station that's only looking out for themselves. Dude, I'm all about yeah. that. <laughs> just- what is it? Fox News? <laughs> Hello. Hey. Hey. Whoa, whoa. Hey, are you dying? <laughs> Sugar. Water. I'm playing it up to our YouTube audience. YouTube.com slash the interlude blog podcast.com. Yeah, I don't know if that's anything, but yeah, we're on there. So spot coffee, Mark, will you drink it after this is always the question. And how long will it take you to forget? Mm. I was in balsam bagel the week they reopened. Oh, just to, just to give you a, how much I care about this stuff. You know, I don't, I don't go there a lot. So I'm, I, I probably would forget pretty quick, but I also, I'll probably be there in, in two years when I finally convince them to talk to you again. And then you go and ruin it, Shane. I know I messed up. I don't know what I did. Give me a job in radio again. What am I going to do? You know, Shane, I, if there's if we can go by 
Shane's radio pass. He'll literally work for less than minimum wage. Come huh? on, guys. Come on. <laughs> Come on. I'm probably doing it right now at the real estate job. I don't know what. How do you get caught are. in these positions? You're a white boy. You're white. How are you getting paid so little? Well, because I work eight different jobs at one time. So then the money all comes together into one functional salary. Yeah. So, I'm so you just think like, you're doing okay. Yeah. But if any one of them went away, then I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, uh, but yeah. Uh, have you ever found or like had any bad meals in town where like you've seen something or like, like my mom had stories for like every other restaurant that she's like, I saw a cockroach. Really? Oh, yeah. Ooh, in the South Wedge, there's like a diner. It might just be called the South Wedge Diner. Maybe I'm wrong, but it was run by like um, an Asian family instead of a Greek family, which threw me off. But I looked up at the ceiling and it, it was a drop ceiling, but missing a ton of tiles and just the rest of the tiles had water damage all over it. And it's like, uh -huh. is it just monsoon season strictly inside of this place? Sure. Like, it seems like they were just dripping water everywhere. So I think that one was pretty bad. That's probably good for Mimosa. Other than that, yeah, I don't. I just kind of assume. Oh, I mean, once at a Tim Hortons, I got like a wrap, a breakfast wrap. Mm -hmm. And um, this is back in the day when Tim Hortons used to put stuff on actual plates. Remember that? Like you'd get a plate. No. And so they gave me a plate and the wrap was just open. And I see the lady and she's like, it's like egg and whatever. I don't know. Other crap. And she's trying to wrap it and she can't figure it out. And then she goes, I don't know. And so she just gave me a plate of an open wrap. <laughs> like uh, okay, all right and it, it's just like okay i guess i'm just eating this stuff and the the tortilla is now the plate of just mush mm -hmm. i no i've never i i've never had anything I, I probably have i just don't know yeah i just also don't ever complain and i just eat through hair i don't care oh, i'm a disgusting yeah. person oh my god yeah the panera recent Panera I got the big and nasty or whatever the hell it's called big the Bravo turkey Bravo <laughs> and I had a big hair inside of it and I just kept munching along it got a, the sandwich is $20 oh my god I would have yeah I would have been a dead man I yeah. owed the mob after buying that sandwich I think I told you that that was the sandwich that got me punched in the chest by my dad <laughs> I told I told you that story right oh a turkey bravo no it was a panera sandwich and i was like he, like i always got the bacon turkey bravo because i'm a little fat i'm big and nasty and one day my my dad called home he's like hey i'm coming home getting panero what do you guys want you pay big and nasty you want your bacon turkey bravo and i was like i want to switch it up i've always wanted to try chicken salad sandwich and he got one and he got the whole one and he put it down in front of me and i took a bite and i went Bleh. This is disgusting. <laughs> and I threw away the whole sandwich. And he was like, you fucking asshole. Do you know how much money that was? And he chased me around the house and he cornered me in the front of the dryer and he punched me in the chest. Because like, we got down there and I was like, all right, what are you going to do? Like, what are you going to do now? You got yeah. me. What are you? Gonna... And he's like, I'll show you. And he punched <laughs> me in the chest. And I was like, 
Okay, I don't know what lesson this is. I don't know. Which fucking gross sandwich. My dad never hit me, but once I, I don't forgot what the reason was. He got really frustrated with me and he was really mad at me. And he um he told me to go into the computer room. And I went into the computer. I was pretty young. I was maybe like 10, 12. So going in the computer room, it's dark. He doesn't let me turn the lights on. He comes over with a doubled over belt and he tells me to pull my pants down. So I pull my pants down and I, <laughs> I bear it at bare ass. And my dad's got a doubled over belt in his head and he's just br- breathing heavily because he's angry in the the computer room. And we stayed in that position for what seemed like an eternity, but it was probably like 15, 20 seconds. And then he just left the room. Nice. <laughs> just, just have your hot ass out. <laughs> Take a look. I just, just want to see the silhouette. <laughs> I feel like, dude, I feel like spanking is out now. Not only just because, like, obviously it doesn't work and it's an abuse, but, like, every, like, music video now, it's, like, girls spreading their cheeks. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. I feel like that is the move. Kids, if you're listening and your parents give you bare bottom spankings, you as a parent, moan. if you, you want moan. to go hit your kid and they pull their pants out and pull their cheeks apart, <laughs> there's how could you go for it? My, you can't continue the speaking. <laughs> They're just my, like presenting their entire asshole. Um, my eight-year-old son is he's big into just wearing underwear to sleep. Okay. And so in the morning, we were just sitting on the couch and he was kind of on the ottoman on all fours with his underwear on and I'm sitting maybe a good 10 feet behind him on the sofa and he just pulls <laughs> pulls down his underwear so I'm looking at his butt and he just rips his asshole open I'm just I'm like looking at his uvula <laughs> through his ass yeah I'm just like bro you can you stop please <laughs> can this end? yeah no, oh, I feel like boy. half of my day is spent looking inside of my son's asshole. <laughs> We're trying to do potty training, so he's just naked, and he just like it's just all butthole. He's <laughs> mostly butthole. Oh boy! But we love him, Shane. Yeah, don't come into any of our houses. Yeah, my or, son's butthole has been on everything. I'm usually I'm usually called dad by the kids. Like that. What, what was it today? Elena just like, oh, just you know, Arlo's dick was on your headphones. <laughs> like, <laughs> cool. Thank you. Thanks for telling me. <laughs> I'm usually called dad, but every once in a while they'll slip and the kids will call me daddy. I'm like, mm. well, that word's ruined. Yeah. That word's ruined. So yeah. please don't. Like, I feel like I should go to jail after I hear daddy. That's the, yeah, that is the anti-spanking defense. Pull your cheeks apart and be like, Daddy. Daddy. It's so I need discipline, Daddy. I'm bad, Daddy. <laughs> Don't hit me directly in my bottle, Daddy. <laughs> All right, Shay, what other news we got? Oh, that wasn't it? Okay. Um, what Mark, do you mean? We, we got a story. killer on the loose. Lock up your kids. Lock up your wife. A convicted murderer walking the streets free can i say that this is one of my favorite stories that has ever happened yeah it's pretty insane you probably know it better but um 
A critical legal breach was made by the Monroe County Jail. Terrence Lewis, he uh, 2018 murder conviction has been dismissed. He was released from Five, po five Points Correctional Facility this month, despite being just six years into a 22-year-to-life prison sentence. He was charged in the murder of a 29-year-old named Johnny Washington. He was killed by a drive-by shooting on 6th Street and Bay Street uh, in 2015. He was transported to the Monroe County Jail from federal prison in Allenwood, Pennsylvania, where he was serving time for a federal drug conviction. This is a quote. Um, in 2018, we inadvertently transferred a prisoner back to federal custody while he was awaiting a murder trial here in Rochester, which violated a law we weren't familiar with, the Interstate Agreement on Detainers. That's a federal law that says we aren't allowed to transport prisoners back across state lines. So, long story short, right? They moved this guy from Rochester to Pennsylvania, right? Yep. yep. While he was awaiting trial for murder. Here. Yeah. Here in Rochester. And that is a no-no. Yeah. So now he's free. He, he just, he just gets to get he's out. <laughs> for everything. Yeah. That's what? So this is what I'm understanding is why the law exists. This is just my theory on why the law exists. I did no research on it other than this is just what makes sense to me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The law exists. So if you're going to trial for murder here in Rochester, the system can't just move you away from all your lawyers. Right. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you're on trial here in Rochester. So they can't just like ship you to California across state lines, then ship you to Idaho, then ship you here until your trial. And then you go to trial with no preparation because they've been moving you around. Right. Okay. Um, and so I guess Monroe County Jail didn't know that that existed. Um, and but just it seems like like I get why the law is in place 100 percent. But does it have to be that because they did that? <laughs> you're free. You're free for <laughs> forever. <laughs> what? Like, can we use a little common sense here? Like, oops, a doopsies. We did this bad, bad. How about you come back to Rochester and we'll push back your trial date because that was unfair of what we did here, right? Or something like that. Or we'll, we'll, we'll shave a year off. Sorry, bud. Yeah, that seems like a weird loophole. <laughs> like, who is putting that law together? And it's like, um, yeah, so what What happens if they uh, if they move somebody? Oh, they just go for, they go free? Yeah. Checks out. It's called sure. Double Jeopardy. Uh, like, what if he's a mass murderer? Free? Free? <laughs> All right. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. You move him from the southern tier to northern Pennsylvania. <laughs> Gotta go free, dude. Wild, man. That is, that's the type of loophole that I'm looking for in life, you know? Yeah, that's like one that would be in a movie or something. Or a Law and Order SVU episode. I'm sure that this person has learned their lesson, though, and... <laughs> yeah like clearly after just serving just a little smidgen of a life sentence i'm sure he's performed and um the, the streets are safe all right we're gonna go over to the uh patreon side of the episode we'll, we've got a couple more news stories uh patreon.com slash interlude podcast only four bucks a month 
Oh, oh, what I want to say where I, where I got my panic attack, I'll just say it real quick. There's like this story. I'm going to say it wrong. I know I'm going to say it wrong. It's like called the, it's called like bunghole, <laughs> bunghole cave or something. Ugh, what is it called? Chalky cave. You still talking about your kid's butthole? I'm trying. I got to figure out this cave name. What cave? Oh, nutty putty cave. <laughs> That sounds like an area of like a Candyland. This guy, okay, it was in 2009. I saw the story of this guy that was in Nutty Putty Cave and he's spurlunking or whatever the hell it's called and he's going through the cave mm-hmm. and he gets mixed up and he goes down, down the wrong cave hole, okay? <clears throat> a part of the cave that has never been mapped before. And he's like, it's not like I'm walking through this cave. It's like the bad kind of caving that they show on TikToks where you're like, this person's going to die, right? Yeah. And he fell down the cave head first into the and got jammed head first, feet up, head down, arms pinned to his side and he got jammed in this crevice or in the cave and uh he just stayed like that for 28 hours until he died. Wow. Yeah. Just head first in the cave. He just died from having a heart attack. For being stuck like that. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I shared that with you because I went to sleep after hearing about this nutty putty cave story. And I literally had a panic attack <laughs> in my bed thinking about me being stuck like that. Oh, God. Yes. Yeah, Just stay out of caves. Yeah, dude. There's something like you just. Like I don't want to say kill yourself. Yeah, but like if you're into the, like that whole like I'm going into a cave and I'm gonna find a small hole and squeeze myself through it, whatever that is that you, yeah, you just why don't you just tell your family like I fucking hate you and I'm want to die. Just do that. That's such a weird thing. You're are you like part worm? What is that driving you? They're like, I gotta, I gotta stick my big body through a small <laughs> hole that I don't know if there's an exit to. Oh god! Yeah, so think about that tonight. It's such a weird thing. Man. Oh, do you have the story of? Um, because if you don't, I'm gonna look it up because it's an amazing story and it's a little bit of a recap of it because I think we've done it before of the person that was stealing from a. The story of the person stealing from a daycare. No. All right. Here's the thing. If you're still listening, you must become a Patreon subscriber. This story is amazing. You must become one. Patreon.com slash interlude podcast. It's only four dollars a month. I feel like I should put this on the free side. This is such a good story. All right. You must make them pay for it. Make them pay for these these hot takes. I'm about to drop on Wegmans too, dog. I'm about to about to light them up, dude. All right. Bye, poor people.